Grownish, smartish, British. We are British, apparently. Uh -huh. My lips are dry. Are you running? <laughs> and my lips are dry. Is it four? Tell the world. Fours. Huh? Four zero. What? What? Yes. Oh, okay. You know we're running, right? You know. Yeah. Also. All right. Please hold the line while Ben does his. No, I'm ready. Go. I'm go go go. How do you guys do in Do you do like <coughs> an intro? Oh, you, you're. Hi guys. Welcome <coughs> back. <coughs> or do you just go straight? Sorry. I mean, you've just done our intro. Thank you very much. Hi guys. Welcome to the grown. Yeah, growing up, up British. British. He's he right just behind looks, you. He just looks up. I know what it is. I stopped because I'm not really good at. You, well, you really wanted to do yes, the intro? Yes, go ahead, sir. Okay. In that voice. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Growing Up British podcast. <laughs> We're back here on Radio 4. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, cut that With out, man. special guest, Ola. Ola. <laughs> That's how they introduced me on Ola. Radio 4. Ola. Ola. <laughs> yeah. Ola. My brother's name is Yomi, and they say Yomi. So my mum's name's Aaliyah. But in Arabic, they call her Ola. Oh, wow. So, um, how, how does that translate? Um, Ola, I don't know. I can't tell somehow, you. Somehow, somehow. Elim is beautiful, works. right? Was Absolutely it, amazing. How so do Ola you know this? It's analogous. Oh, okay. Somehow. He's just giving himself credit for his own name. So, guys, we are gathered here today. We've been um, knowing stuff, by a special guest. I know, I've realized. By the name of Ola. I'm clapping because I have to. <laughs> you, have, you, you actually have to. Do nah, we get, you guys, do we, do nah, we you guys need this? to give me more claps for that. Like, I really showed up for the second time. Two appearances, one actual That is the African way. That's what I'm saying. Man's of Africa, man. Don't get it twisted. We got it all. We got, we got, I won't start today. But, um, Yes, you are watching, listening to Growing Up Brits-ish with myself, Hebs, a.k.a. Mama Hebs. You can catch me on Instagram on I am Hebs. Ben of LDN. Your uncle's favourite uncle. Now you just want to skip that all out, yeah? Yeah, all of that, they know. Because he's know. in a naughty corner, that's why. The uncle's favourite uncle, Uncle Ben. Let's go. And Ola. Like the rice. Like the huh? rice. No, it's uncle's yes. favourite uncle, isn't it? No, Uncle Ben, yes. The rice. I'm so no, glad someone's finally done it. Where did the uncle thing come from? Where did your uncle's favorite uncle come from? Uh, your uncle's favorite uncle came from me. Rappers say I'm um, your your rapper's favorite rapper. Everything. Yeah, but so where, I, where did the uncle come from? The uncle part is what I'm most. So I like Spider Man. So Uncle Ben, in Spider Man. Okay. So not the rice. No, not the rice. It, I think my, the rice makes more sense. So. <laughs> to be fair, like the rice is what came to my mind. My first. favorite <laughs> thing is Spider Man. Uh, fair play, but. Literally proof. He's <laughs> <laughs> carrying that line, already. Like, line. look, guys, not the rice. Not your, this your boy, your <laughs> King Khalil actually asked me, and he's like, yeah, my favourite superhero is Spider-Man. I was like, so is mine. And then he looks at my phone and he goes, that's Miles Morales. I said, yeah, I told you. I, like I, I don't know the connection, but I'm going to keep it stepping. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Ola, where can they find you? On the Instagram and the at socials. Ola the Comedian on everything. Wow, consistent. I like consistent, that. Yeah. You got all Some of them. Don't like yeah. them. You don't have to pay for any of that. You just got them all. Nah, man. There's only one. Actually, no, there are other others who try to be comedians, but I just let them know. <laughs> <laughs> Humble pie. Yeah, you ain't about to do this. This ain't what you want. Um, so just a big, uh, big backstory or quick backstory. Wow, that was not even English. Um, this time last week. Do we really have to go into? Yeah, this? we're gonna yes. do this. Yes, yes, we do. Do you know why? Because I think Honor deserves this. I do. As much as we can cover it up and act like it didn't happen, because you know it's show business and we can do it. Yeah. Um, what happened was, uh, Ben had one job, which is to bring Ola to the studio. He did that successfully, 
unknowingly while we were in uh, Copper Box watching the London Lions play. So, um, Ben, uh, do you want to apologise I didn't mess up the assignment. The assignment was actually executed. <laughs> okay. Because I actually got here. Exactly. So the assignment was executed well. Uh, the extracurricular, uh, the extra credit was me being here and that wasn't here. So I mean, for everyone to be here. Pretty <laughs> much. These guys like I was explaining to you off camera, yeah. I am not used to people of a certain stature being like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'm used to just getting aired. I'm used to just getting... And it doesn't phase me when I ask someone and they yeah. just don't, don't talk to me. I'm so used to that because I'll just keep consistently just ask another person, ask another person until someone says yes. So for every person, no, that I says, mean, not to make you unspecial. No, 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 no. no, no. Yeah, I'm like, maybe I should have said no. Like it, no maybe I'm too available right no, now because I showed up twice now for yeah. free. Like, what's going on? And we I can't lie to you. you Last week I thought it was a setup. I I want oh, some guys ask me to come to this spot in South London. Hey, come, don't worry, don't worry, show up. <laughs> oh, Just show no. up. I thought I was about to get rushed. And then you come through. Oh. I thought I was about to get rushed, you know. I'm sorry. It's so yeah, Ola showed up and we weren't here. And I was, for a little bit of time, I was like, I, I don't have, I don't have the courage to, to phone you because I, I didn't know what your temperament would have been like. The temperature. I just wanted. Let him cool down for a couple of days. Listen, then I'll, then I'll text. Then I'll message. He said you. he was from Croydon, yeah, and I was like, okay, I usually reject Croydon, <laughs> but at that time, I was like, I need to say everything to please him. I'm like, oi, you're from the end. Usually, I'll be like, Ugh, Ugh. good that. After they mess up, that's when they want a big friend. That's yeah, I like it, man. <laughs> like like I'm sorry, it. man. It's just. It's all good, man. We're here now. Let's Are you get happy? To no, Are you happy, okay? Man. I'm happy. He's got yeah. fruits. The fruits. How, do you know what? Do you know what it was actually? And th this woman right here is a is an absolute asset to you. Hundred percent. The way she handled it, I was like, I almost felt bad if I felt bad. I was like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, she's being way too nice. Like I get it, this is annoying, mm. and I was angry. Mm. But so much banter, so much life. I was like, all right, fine, all right, cool, no, no, chill, chill, chill. chill. Yeah. It's all right. It's all I right. I even offered to buy him a happy meal to cheer exactly. him up. I was actually you know? going to be like, What's, where you want to go out? I'll take you out for dinner or something. Oh, no, allow it. Like Happy Meal sounded really exciting. Now you're going to offer like some sexy <coughs> fish levels. I'm not on your bank balance. I'm, I'm not on that bank balance. Yes, let's you just are. Get that out. Anyways, so let, let's just say, in. I think just to pat her, <laughs> her on the back a bit more, she is very, very good at being able to galvanize people mm. to do things that are beneficial for, for her and for everyone else. And she's very good at executing something. So that's what I'll give her. Do you know what all it sounds okay. like to other people? I'm really good at finessing people. I'm broke No, you, that's and exactly I'm what it is. No, You're I'm very not. good at finessing. If I'm good not at finessing, I wouldn't be here. Do you guys fall in love with you or not? <laughs> yeah, small, 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 right? We know the deal. We know the vibes right now. I'm, I know. I can see that a couple guys then gave up their whole rent check. <laughs> oh, jeez. I, I, I got account numbers and, and sort codes. No, you so. I know, dude. Yeah, I know not, for man. a fact. I love the way Uncle Ben came to know no, you haven't. you haven't. Of course not, Are you man. that good, bruv? No, I, no, I refuse to. I'm not, I'm bro, not a money chaser. I'm telling you, bro. There are some, there's, there's at least five guys in this city we call London <laughs> who, who are embarrassed at what they did trying to get her attention. I'm telling What's you. What's the Will Smith movie where him and Margot Robbie went to go and collect people's wallets and bank balances, then they were thieves. Have you seen that? No. no. Oh, man. By the end of the film, I'll remember it. So, guys, to move on swiftly. Um, in the last episode that we filmed here, probably not the last episode shown, I had um, three other women in the studio with me. Mm -hmm. And I asked them... So we start all our episodes with, with Jurava. So they're thought-provoking. Sometimes they're stupid. We'll talk about doo-doo and farts. <laughs> but not today. I'm going to switch it up and give you something deep. 
Um, so I asked them these three questions. And I'm going to ask you guys as well from a male's perspective. Would you rather be with someone you love or with someone who loves you? If you had to choose either or. You love them, but they don't love you. Yeah. Oh. Or the other way around. <clears throat> if you had to choose, gun to your head. I don't condone violence. Who, who loves me? Who loves you? Yeah. What about you, sir? Yeah, I think if, if a gun was to my head, I'd probably be selfish in that moment. I'd probably say, look, it's, be it's better that you love me. Why is that, guys? I can't. <clears throat> this is gonna sound, I've been, not been, or experienced a lot of things. Mm. And people, have, mainly my parents, have said to me, with relationships that have ended, if you, if you are... Do you think the other person is thinking about you while you're moping around doing... So that has been stuck in my head. So I don't really like trying to convince someone to love me. Okay. If you don't love me, then let's, let me just go on my way, you go on your way. But yeah, that's the reason why. Basically, we're afraid of rejection. Pretty much, yeah. <coughs> I, think it's, I think a lot of people fear rejection. And I think to be with somebody who doesn't love you is a daily rejection. He, he said it, Ola said it a lot more eloquently than I did. That's why I'm here. I mean, that's one of the things yeah, I think about him. He's, I feel like I'm going to well be showing up quite a lot. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be showing up. I'm going to be hella passive aggressive with you the I'm entire time, it. and that's I'm my right. It, and I'm, 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 I'm claiming it. Needing a new recruitment, just putting it out there. Whoa! <laughs> wow! I've already mentioned one out policy. All right. Um, so it's interesting because the women said that they would rather. So I said, my mum always said to me, "Be get with someone who loves you more than you love them," because I think a man's attention can always sway and it's like i'm sure that's not her real reason only why but upon reflection that's what i gathered mm. which is um when you have a guy that's really really into you a lot of things become more organic and automatic when a guy's not really into you you're, you're overdoing it but i feel like also by nature women are nurturers so we have a lot of love to give by default mm. so i think generally speaking in the long term <laughs> in the long term we will always love you guys and we were always like women are more likely to hang around longer than a man would. Yeah, okay. and men like to be catered to. There so we, we always want to find the partner that not only will take care of us, but take care of the house and the kids and all of that sort of but stuff. But then there's also guys that actually want to constantly look after their partners, that they like to, their yeah, love language is buying gifts. They're few and far between. They're not a lot of them. <laughs> what yeah, do you mean, I, bro? They're not a lot of them. You don't think most men want to look after their wives? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but as in like, you also want you take that role. Yeah, but you want mm. to be looked after. Yeah, you want to be looked after and you want to look after somebody. Like, yeah. I, So I think it's, it goes both ways, but in this situation, because it's very constrained and it's, you know, very much like a binary this way or that way, I think, you know, in if we had a real situation, mm. I mean, I mean, biblically anyway, mm. nobody never really asks wives to love their husbands. It says wives yes. should respect their husbands yeah. and husbands should love their wives. Mm. So, and that's catering more to the, to the, to the mega needs like the mega need of a woman is to the the security or the emotional security that being loved provides but mm. for men um you know it's not that we don't enjoy um some of the romance and some of that stuff that's all fantastic mm. but i think it's way more important you respect me because yeah. if you respect me then all these other things fall into place anyway yeah i so. agree i think respect goes a long way and i think a man's is it ego or pride i don't know which one it is but when a man's disrespected by their partner mm. 
then it changes exactly how they react and respond to them and how they receive information. So I, never I, don't, men, I don't think <coughs> men can hear if they feel disrespected. I, don't, I feel like your message won't even get <laughs> it won't land. It won't land. <laughs> if, if I, if I, if everything, if everything you said comes through the lens or the the filter of disrespect, everything yeah. you say is out of the window. I agree. You <laughs> can even you, say you like, I think you should buy Bitcoin. Uh, because <laughs> I know it's going to go up tomorrow. And if I feel like you're disrespecting me, I'll be like, I'm not buying that Bitcoin. I'm not taking that profit. Bun this guy. You see what I'm saying? But, Say no more. But this is, but this is, this is a, one of those key things. And, and it's the same for women when it comes to security. If you chat, if you don't, if she doesn't feel safe when you're saying what you're saying, she's not going to hear anything you're saying. You can say whatever. She's you not give convinced. her the best advice. If you're trying to sell her a dream that, that doesn't have that security involved, you're right. Exactly. And this, I guy, think, this guy's good. I'm saying, he's, replacement, don't worry. He's like a... <laughs> Have you ever thought about um, running? I know you do something so running a church and giving sermons. Bro, relax, man. <laughs> relax. No Next thing is always open a church, man. Let's flip, let's let's love who, on people for a second. That, Can we that, do that? Who's the pastor that uh, um, Spack Nation? Oh man, no, we don't <laughs> man, need to I do that. It. I know no. it's I know <laughs> we don't need to do that. There's a contra- controversy around him, but. All right, so my next question to you guys. I, I was going to dive more, but I feel like we're going to digress too much. Would you rather be a child and never grow up or instantly be an adult and never age? Oh, adult. Hell no. Not even a ch- no child. No, 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 no. <coughs> be a child and never grow up or be an adult and, and never, never age. age. What age are we talking about, though? No contingencies, <coughs> no right, variables. Cool. It is what it is. You choose the damn age you want and it is what it is. Adult. You know how much fun you have as an adult? True. I think... I'm stuck in between. I was on the fence because I feel like a you child. You can't do that. You just made ah, us pick and then you're like, This is my up. question. <laughs> I choose whether I want to answer what or not. What is I'll give you both answers. Don't worry. She does this every week. Go ahead. No, I don't. I'm very, very sorry my answers. Go ahead. But anyways, a child has a level of innocence and naivety. And I think I see that in my son every single day. Mm. When, when I'm going through any hardship or the world's going crazy, he's just in his own little bubble. Yeah. And I think it's a beautiful thing to see. And to an extent, I wish I had that. I feel like I'm too aware. Like, my lens is too raw. Because you've been through stuff. The only difference between a, an adult and a child, apart from age, yeah. is experience. Mm. Age and growth, that's experience. So to an extent, I'd rather be a child. Nah. But then the adult life, if you reach a certain level of contentment, you can that's achieve it, I'm a done. level yeah, of happiness. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. You don't need anything else. You, like, you, you can go into, like, watch 15 movies. That's it. good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Your priorities be all over <laughs> listen, the place. Man. What's going on? Listen. <laughs> Ch- no, but I, remember you, I understand as, your reasoning. I as a child, someone is still in control of you. I don't want to be in... You want to be able to do whatever you want. Go wherever you want. Be yeah. with whoever you want. Do the things that you really, really I'm want to. I'm not going to lie. My grown-ass age, my mom can say no to me. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, of course. There are some <laughs> like people that can do that. But you're not 24-7 being commanded to... Wake up at this time, go to bed at this time, eat this food. And, no, is, that, yeah. is that not life? I think, I think this question is revealing a lot about it, the like the sort of priorities that rule your mind and your way of thinking. Don't and, let and the movies be a real example. <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just mean like, I just mean like you're focused on mm. the freedom to do what you want to do. Of course, yeah. If I was going to read into your life, I'd probably say that you've probably been constrained. In no, not at all. Now you, nah, that not, you really value this freedom. Not now. at all. I was told I could be anything and go out and do anything. Yeah. So literally I was told that from okay. the from when I was young I could do you can do whatever you so want so what's made you value your I freedom like, so. I like freedom. I like I like being an adult and I like the person I'm com- becoming and growing into Go on. I love it so with that I don't 
it's not about me being constrained at a younger age. It's yeah. about that being taken away from me. Mm. And I can just imagine if I wasn't able to do all the things that I want to do, like not going to brag, I've been to every single continent on this earth and have not paid a penny for it. So imagine oh. that being taken away from Brighton. me. Mm. How You've been to Brighton? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Seriously, okay. Oh, I've, been I've, hours I've, I've never been to Brighton. Oh, wow. That's how international he is. <laughs> Brighton. I've never been Brighton to Brighton. Brighton. got no airport. Why am I going to be there? <laughs> I'm not, I'm sorry. No valet parking. But your answer was giving me like absolution of responsibility vibes. Do you feel like you'd prefer life if you had less responsibility? I'm constantly responsible for a lot of things. Including this podcast. Exactly. So I, I, it's oh. by nature. Sorry, Ben. No, it's that's by good, nature though. for me to do so. I'm built this way. I've been set up like this way from a very young age. Mm. But at the same time, it's like, that's why when people go, oh, you're strong and independent. You don't need a man. I'm like, but I do. Because I actually want to hand over the responsibility. As much as I'm strong, I'm traditional. Yeah. Like, I'm mad old school. Like, I want to go, here you go, do the bins. Take the bills. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Do you know how to let go? Yeah, but I think I think it will require some time because okay. it's unlearning behavior. Yeah, yeah. So I'm very exactly. mindful of the fact that I've been I've gone from uh, I was previously married, so I've gone from being that wife mm -hmm. to I'm now a single mum raising young king. So I need to just be as well equipped as possible to ensure I'm raising him in the most beautiful manner. So I have to take on anything, and I can't fail at anything. So that's a huge responsibility. How do you guys get on this podcast? Because I'd love to ask more questions. But <laughs> I don't want to turn it into a full. <laughs> so welcome session. to the interview. Um, no, well, what do you mean? How did you get onto this? Well, I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna. Do you know? Yeah, let me hand this off. This is not my podcast. You guys, no, go go on. On. <laughs> oh, you got one question. Go on. Uh, what was the cause of your the breakdown of your marriage? Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I something like to get started with, you know. Damn. Something like hey, to get started. Has anyone got like? Oh, can I sit to... over there? You two can. <clears throat> I I need that seat. So I you've no, but you've explored these themes throughout the whole series of this. So. Uh yeah, I think it's different values and different levels of growth. Um, okay. my parents were married for forty four years before my dad passed away, mm -hmm. and um, they were goals. So marriage was always going to be on the table. Mm -hmm. We work for everything. Yeah. But when one person's kind of some time-ish and one person doesn't quite understand what marriage the value of marriage is yeah you're fighting against you're talking to a brick wall effectively okay. and it just becomes more and more hostile more resistant and then i realize i'm filling up someone's cup and i'm like there's drought here mm. do you know what i mean on my end mm. so what are you serving me i'm serving you this this that and we're just coexisting yeah we've got a beautiful son which is why i have no regrets i don't regret anything in life anyway everything's a beautiful lesson um but yeah, I think it was just a decision that I made because I felt like I don't want to waste my life for the sake of being in a marriage. All right. Moving on swiftly, sir. <laughs> all right. That's all you wanted. Just wanted to pre. Yeah, we could ask me that off camera. Oh, huh? no, no, no. It's going to come up. Ah, goddamn. <laughs> it's going to come oh, up. Oh, okay. I see you. All right. Last would you rather, because we're running out of time. <laughs> would you rather have a happy family but live in poverty Ooh. or live in comfort but be, be or have a broken home? I don't like the word broken because it seems a very negative thing. So well, money, yeah. broken family, so you don't have a unit or a unit and live in poverty, but be very content. Uh, uh live in unity, unity over the, over the financial. You haven't made it very. Yeah, because you said that we're content with the with the poverty that we're in. So I'm, I, I prefer yeah, yeah. The, so I happy, family. happy family living in poverty. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Take, take the content and the happy family. 100%. 100%.
Okay. Not even a com- it's not even a contest. So I'm gonna, <laughs> exactly, not even a conversation. No. Well, no, because you can live comfortably, be in a, a um, let's say, a broken marriage, for example, mm. and still be happy. Like, you might still have... Uh, Ola, I'll move on swiftly, man. So, fun. guys, you have Ola here, <laughs> a.k.a. the comedian, a.k.a. the father, the son, the, the husband... <laughs> <laughs> He's the father, the son. I was like, "What? The Holy Spirit is <laughs> well." What's going oh yeah, on? shame. You got, some, you got some great guests here today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, sir, thank you so much for joining us. And no, for real, for real, um, absolute pleasure. We appreciate you coming down twice. I'm so sorry. I'm I'm grapes, I'm grapes, grapes, grapes. Um, so, firstly, like I have heard of you before. I've watched you before, but Ben sent something over to us in a group chat which is what I commented under. Um, and you do like a Sunday service. Can you tell people a bit more about that? Sunday service is a live uh, show concept that I came up with. Um, it's it's a comedy show. I make it very clear it's a comedy show. It's not a replacement for church or anything like that, but it's themed like a church service. So we use some of the... I wanted to bring some of the elements I enjoy about church and bring that to a comedy setting. So there's stand-up, there's debates... And we all stand up at the end and we sing a song. Like there's loads of bits in between. There's confessions and all kinds of fun stuff. Um, but it's but I think the theme gives it a really good base in which to explore these different ideas, to bring people together, to enjoy um, a really good live show concept. And 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 it was very unique as well. So that's something I was very proud of putting together. Um, yeah, that's Sunday service, man. That's cool. How long have you been doing it for? Well, I mean, I think oh, the first one I think was. Like March 2017. Okay. Yep. Um, it was my birthday. Mom was putting out there. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I had a daughter on the way. My wife was pregnant, and and I just I needed something fresh. I needed something new. <laughs> You're just about to have a baby. What do you mean? <laughs> Is that not good no, because I was, I was I f- <laughs> like it was the first child. So I I was a full time comic at the time. Right. Okay. So I needed to come up with something that was gonna like I need to provide more. Mm. I need to take on more responsibility. So I was looking for what's going to be my thing, what's going to be my break. Um, and I, in the course of writing a show for the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, I basically just came up with this idea on a whim mm. one Sunday and within two weeks had it up and running. And it was like, wow, this is actually, this really is actually good. Yeah. Um, so okay. then, yeah, I'd, I'd, I've had breaks in between, but since then it's kind of run up until start of the pandemic, which was, you know, the last show we did was cancelled because live shows got cancelled yeah, yeah, yeah. and we haven't actually brought it back since then okay and how did your family wait, what's your origin like your background families everyone's from nigeria yoruba tribe and how did they feel about you being a comedian um, mom and dad i want to be a comedian yeah so my dad wasn't really in the picture okay. um but i've told him about this since we've we've like sort of got to know each other um after i got married um and He's always just kind of been, I guess, cool with it. He was actually one thing that's quite intriguing. Actually, was that my dad's? Um, he's a thorough academic. He's mm. right now he's the vice chancellor of a university in Nigeria, um, but he moonlights as a music producer for local artists in Nigeria. So he started Great telling indeed. me that like back in the day when he used to live in Brixton, he was a music promoter and he went under the name Ola's Music, and it was like. Okay, I do comedy as all of the comedians. Like, oh, interesting. We didn't know. That's and, amazing. you know, it's just one of those things that happens. Um, and I, I find a lot of similarities in, in, in myself, uh, in him, because um, he's that kind of person. My mum, 
My mom's interesting. She's kind of changed tact on a couple of occasions. I didn't tell my mom at the beginning. I waited till I was doing well. You can't, you can't <laughs> tell your mom you want to be a comedian and still be bombing at the same time. Yeah, like yeah. you have to. So the first time she ever saw me do stand up was when I sent her a DVD and it was my DVD. I'd filled out a room, sold out the room and shot my own DVD. Sick. So she was, I guess at that point she was like, wow, well, you know, more grease to your palms, you mm. know, like more grease to your elbows, God go with you. But over time, when it wasn't yielding like superstardom and huge amounts of money, she'd start to get worried and scared. Like, you know, maybe you're giving too much. Maybe you need mm. your plan B. You've got a degree. Do this, do that, blah, blah, blah. What's your degree in? Uh, accounting and finance. Okay, you're yeah. doing numbers. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm all right. I did all right. I mean, I went, to, I went to LSE. My plan was to become an investment banker. That was my whole path in life, and I really just took a whole detour. Thought, no, my personality bangs. I'm funny. What are you talking about? <laughs> 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 I think mean, I just, I just really began to value like living a, a passionate life, something I really cared about, um, and not just being money driven. But you know, money is real. Money needs to be earned. Um, so yeah, there are times when my mum has really gotten onto my case, like. I just, Did I you ever reach the more. WhatsApp group of like, the aunties where she's bragging about you to everyone? Go, look, my son, look, my son. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I, to be honest, I, I really tried to take my eyes off that kind of stuff. I'm sure she brags about me being married and having kids and stuff like okay, that. Okay, fair but enough. I don't know about she if we really... I think, no, she has bragged about my career. Do you know why? Because one of her friends yeah. uh, saw me on the plane. She was watching the, the entertainment center oh, on her plane. Snap. And I was on one of the shows doing stand-up. And she would like to my mom was like, yeah, that's mm. my son. You know? <laughs> stand-up comedy, you know. Go she on. took that moment. And there's a couple moments like that where she's had a chance to really like show off. Yeah. Um, you know, when I, when I went to Nigeria, I got on TV there as mm. well. Again, she was very proud about stuff like that. That's but sick. on a day-to-day. She ain't, she ain't as proud when she sees my <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all right, it's all right. Just keep showing her grandkids. Go, look, mum, yeah, Exactly, look. My it's testicles work. It's interesting how you said that there were a lot of similarities between you and your dad. Yeah. And I've also experienced that myself mm. in that all of the things that my dad told me when I was younger, I feel like I'm growing into the, the exact person he is because mm. I'm telling my son the exact same thing. Wow. The, but it, do almost you feel the with you thing. that you're mirroring your father because you were raised with your father? So uh, for my son and Ola, you, you weren't raised with that. No, I wasn't but then that's even that's even scarier. That's amazing. Because, it shows you how traits are. Yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. the 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 passion that your dad had for music and mm. still has for music. Yeah, you have almost had that same passion, but in comedy, mm. even down to the names that you hold. Yeah, as maybe an alias or the stage name. Yeah, so that is really interesting, and yeah, it's 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 wild how those parallels are just. So that's why that's why it really upsets me when when I hear that certain men don't involve themselves in their children's lives because mm. like you don't realize there's someone out there who's walking like you talking like literally breathing, not like yeah, thinking uh, there's a mini me you and he they need for boys and girls they need that that person that looks like them or thinks like them talks like them and be like try this. Yeah. And then just yeah. go and try it. To inspire them. Just, they yeah, just try it. Yeah. I'm not going to help you. Just go and try it. That's what I'm doing with my son now. Yeah. Fall, just do it. Just try. Yeah. Try. That's the biggest thing. Try. But I can't, I can't take this out. This Lego brick isn't working. Just try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're 100% right. And, um, and I think growing up without my dad, having a stepdad for certain periods of my life, um, and also growing up with just my mum, mm. having every single version of that. Like, I, I, I still remember some memories with my dad. Mm. I remember the times when they were divorced and I was doing, like, 
seeing him on the weekend. Forth, yeah. Yeah. I remember when it was just me and my mom and my sister. I remember when it was us with our stepfather. Mm. And I'm now a dad. So I've seen many different iterations of what it looks like to have a dad in the mm. house. And it's unmatched. You can't replicate yeah. it. You can't um, synthesize it. I, I think credit to every stepfather out there. Mm, stepfathers trying. are able, you know, funnily enough, stepfathers can actually do the job of a father. Mm. But what you what I mean is you can't synthesize it by, um, by you know, just getting around some good male role models yeah. or whatever it is. Like having a father <laughs> in the home is so key, man. Mm. I'm a big believer in that. So obviously you just mentioned that you've, you've seen it all. You've had the single mother raising you. You had stepfather involved, your father at some point. Mm. Um, how has that shaped you in regards to how you um, perceived marriage growing up? Um, so I've, I've kind of gone through different iterations, different reactions to my mm. situation. Um, I would always, I remember when I was very young, I'd always dream of having a good marriage. I was always like, it was almost like a point of competition that I was going to do better than my parents did. And I was going to have a good marriage and I was going to have a great one with my, a great life with my wife. Um, there were certain points where I really lost all hope and I thought like, I even thought it was to do being a comedian. I was like, I don't think comedians are supposed to get married, man. I don't think it's gonna work. Because do you know what it is? It's the, the mentality and the, the reasoning behind it, it makes no sense now, but at the time it made mm. sense. Every green room I was in with other comedians, there was always a dude in his 40s getting divorced, right? And okay. he was, they were all chatting about their divorces together. And mm. I'm the young guy in his 20s listening to them going, man, is this my future? But it was when Chris mm. Rock got divorced. And I was like, He's one of the greatest comics of all yeah. time. If you can't stay married to Chris Rock, mm. then what chance do I have? Mm. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, somehow yeah, in my yeah. head, like him being a great comic meant he must be a great husband. Yeah. Now, obviously, I know I know better. and I know that it, you can't look at stuff from the outside. Yeah. But I really started to believe like this stuff doesn't work, man. You know, people just... <laughs> it's the comedy uh, that was holding you back. You know what I'm saying? It's, maybe it's comedy. Maybe it's just marriage in general. Like I, I just got on a real downward spiral. So I've gone from being like, almost obsessively uh, anticipant of wanting to be married to mm. being like, I think I'm just going to be single for right, the rest of my right, life right. and everything in between. All right, what about you? So I knew, so even though I was there for my parents splitting up and mm. having a divorce, I knew I was going to get married. I even wanted to mimic the way my parents got married down to the age. Despite, despite so them being split. Yeah, didn't like care. I knew exactly, yeah. I knew I wanted to be married, get married, have children. I knew I wanted to have a family. That was always in my plan. Yeah. And it's interesting for me because I've never heard another person, especially another man say, yeah, I knew I was going to get married. I thought it was just me. So I, I agree yeah. with you. I think that there's a lot of men who unfortunately experience a broken marriage mm. or parents split and they grow like a level of, um, not even anxiety, but they're slightly apprehensive to the idea of marriage mm. or like, will it ever work out if my parents didn't work out and my mum's amazing or my father's amazing, wait, there's no hope. So they're very cynical at the idea of it. Um, and I feel like when you're experiencing something negative, and if you want to see it as negative, I guess, um, you either want to be absolutely everything that's not that. Yeah. Because it's giving you more drive to go, do you know what? I'm not going to be like my father. I'm not going to be like my mom. Or whatever it is, your environment. I'm not going to be poor if you grew up in poverty. Um, or you kind of fall into the cycle and they are the only thing you know. And you start mimicking that behavior and the certain things that you tolerate and um, normalized as mm. a result. Mm. My parents were married for 44 years. I thought I'd be married for life. Mm. Like 100% adamant. I, I watched them. I watched the dynamics grow, change. Um, what marriage was when they were younger, how they've evolved. And 
how beautiful it, is, it evolves. Do you know what I mean? The level of respect, the loyalty, um, just them even like how they supported each other differently. Mm. Like we mentioned earlier, you know, a man wants to look after his wife, but I feel like we have different roles. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. a man wants to serve his woman, woman wants to serve his man, but we have different positions. It's not, you're buying me a gift, I'm buying you a gift. Mm. I'm nurturing you in a different way. Financially, as a breadwinner, you want to provide a gift to show your appreciation. Mm. But mine, mine might be, uh, be a meal, it might be your, to, to counsel you if you need to speak. Do you mm. know what I mean? Mm. So for me, I watch them do that. And I was adamant I was going to get married young. Yeah. I was going to have my first child at the age of like 22, 23. Yeah. Um, I thought, I need a husband. Slight problem. Um, <laughs> but it was my focus. It was my focus. I need to get married because that's goals. Mm. Um, so when my when my marriage split, I was like, hold up. This is not the plan. Yeah. But then it's like, you can't just stay for the sake of. Um, so I think it's just one of those things. Yeah. Um, how much has faith, obviously your um, Sunday service that you do, um how much has faith impacted your household as a child mm. um and how much has it helped you evolve into the man that you are so um i think in my child in my childhood um in my home faith is was a huge part of everything we did funny enough it starts from even before i was born my mm. um my father is muslim and my fa- my mother's christian and um and I know, like, Islamic men are allowed to marry Christian women, but Christian women really aren't supposed to be marrying Islamic men. So, in, according to scripture, you're not, like, can two walk together unless they agree, is one scripture. Uh, do not be unequally yoked. So, um, there are loads of scriptures that kind of warn against it, but for some reason, and probably a little bit of premarital uh, <laughs> fun, it, it led to, to me. Now... When I and I hear them discuss how faith was played out, it was very much kind of like a everybody gets to do their own thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I, to be honest, I don't see how long that would have even really lasted. Now then, living with my mum uh, alone, her, like her Christianity is staunch; it's embedded in everything she does. So we're listening to praise music in the car. We pray about everything. Sick. Like I'm a young age, I'm learning Psalms and so on. So. In my head, I knew that faith was going to be huge, but I, it wasn't mine yet. Um, it was more of like a, a cultural faith or it was more of like a received or um, imposed upon faith. Mm. And then over time, it's like I've gone through the stages of like, well, okay, I've made a decision for myself, but I'm still messing about a bit. And then I've gone to like where journey. I am now, where it's yeah. like I cling to the cross. Like I need, I need this faith because I had been through some real stuff. Mm. That's like, yo, I know that God got me throughout this gem. So I know there's only God that's going to sustain me. So I think with, in terms of the progression, faith has just become increasingly important over time. Yeah. Um, would you exp- express faith as your North Star? Um. Or the guide, the guide, the, the stuff that guides you to where you want to go, how you want to be. How would you express what what is it that faith gives you that holds it in such high regard? Do you know what? It, it, there's there's so many things, but I will list a couple. One is hope. Mm. Um, the Bible says that you know, well, God says, you know, my plans for you are good enough, evil, to give you hope and an expected end. Mm. So when I'm going through anything, what lets me know that one day it's going to be better mm. is my faith. Yeah. Um, second of all. 
it gives me guidance like you're talking like that north star so what i what i tend to get from it that i really value is the fact that um there are a lot of situations where i feel like even if i tried to rely on my own moral compass i could be easily misguided mm. and um and corrupted you know you you start off saying like i don't believe i should do this and then you know yeah. someone offers you a bit more money like mm. you know, maybe we could do this you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we could do it you know? so i'm yeah. i am corruptible but yeah. when i go back to the scripture or I go back to pray or I go back to Christian community where I'm held accountable, have a pastor yeah. and my wife uses, you know, is able to hold me accountable with the word. Mm. I've always got that, that, um, that level set mm. to go back to, um, uh, which I, which I really value because I, I know that without it, I could definitely go off the rails. Yeah. Um, and there are other things, but you know, th I mean, those two are the big Can ones, like the hope and the level set. Everything you've said, I agree with, so mm -hmm. I'm Muslim mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people are trying to push the interfaith thing with me and I'm just like, yo, I'm very solid that you have to have a consistency at home mm. of solidness and mm. whatever that foundation is. Yeah. Um, people are like, oh yeah, but I'm spiritual. I have like my moral compass. Da -da -da -da. I'm like, yo, you've got, you've got, you know, we all have moral compass. You've articulated it beautifully. Mm. And actually one of the things I wrote about you was the fact that you can go from comedy, but then the way you articulate yourself at certain points you're very um, concise and it's very clear so that, you know, even even though we're different faiths, mm. I agree with every point that you made mm, because, you know, as far as the fact that I need my faith to guide me because I can go on my own guidance, but I need yeah. something stronger to set in stone to keep me in. And we believe also after hardship comes ease mm. or with hardship comes ease. So whenever you feel like you're stuck or you feel like this is going down, mm. you know that God's going to give you ease, whether it's going to be now or not, it's a test of your patience. Yeah. So I feel like everything that you said, um, you hit the nail, I think. Mm, and, and, thanks, it's nice to, and it's nice to hear it from someone who is of a different faith, because some people don't understand yeah. it. They're like, oh, why are you, you, know, why are you so, so strict about your faith? Like, yeah, 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 and it's like a Muslim thing usually. So yeah. it's actually good. I always tell people, you know, there's a lot of Christians that want to marry from the church. Like, you know, yeah. like it's important for yeah, you to have yeah. a spouse to hold you accountable. And do you know what it is as well? It's mm. the fact that if you have two people um, who are both convinced they're right, mm. you can <laughs> end up you. in a stalemate in which you never ever resolve it. And mm. even if you think you've resolved it, that problem is still there. Mm. But you see, the thing is like, if I think I'm right, you think you're right. The only way we can truly adjudicate is if we're completely out of this system, right? Mm. And that's why having a power that resides above and beyond anything that happens here on earth mm. is so key. Correct. So, so what do you say to people that don't have that higher higher power to guide them? Uh, to me, I don't, I don't, I don't say much to them al along this line because mm. if you don't have this faith, it it yeah. doesn't mean much to you. Mm. But what I would say yeah. is there are a lot of problems you're probably going through in life which would be much more streamlined and sorted out if you accepted the fact that you are not the highest authority in this situation. Words. Most of your problems are based on the fact that you are your highest authority and you are not perfect. You don't know enough. You mm. don't have enough capability to deal with what it is you're going through. As I say, we're only human. We're so, only human, yeah. exactly. So your own your attainment is only as far as human can go. And Whereas, also something you touched on, which is... Um, two people who think they're right yeah. and and you mentioned the problems because obviously i feel like when two faiths come together there has to be a compromise and if you believe in your faith wholeheartedly why would you want to compromise in a single yeah, element of it very true and then on top of that when you're arguing or you're disagreeing or something i think beyond it so me and you like let's just say i want no children mm. me and you can hash this out but now we have children involved and they have to witness 
this yeah, conflict yeah, yeah. and then it becomes like dad will let you do things on the slide because mum doesn't know or like you know this is haram this is whatever this is okay and it's like it becomes now almost like a a, a friendly battleground mm-hmm. and it's just like your children are are going to mirror this or they're going to resent the yeah. idea of faith they're looking at everything you do and that's why no matter how much someone tries to convince me they're going to respect my faith i want to pray with you i want to mm. grow with you i mm. want to do all this like i yearn for that it's not even a case where oh my parents told me so i must like no respect to my parents but i'm living for me because i'm going to have to lay down with that person yeah and so yeah. i think for me when people try and convince me it's so frustrating and exhausting I'm just like, bro, we can have this conversation. But now I can refer them to this episode. (laughs) I'm like, listen, coming from a Christian. It's a public service. It's also the thing that, especially with men, we want, we're, I know for me, I've been in, not from, not my experience, but guys, my friends, we're so, we're so embedded and happy with the chase. And to be able to chase after something that we can't have. Some guys actually enjoy that. And I've had to talk to my friend and be like, chill. Do you actually like her? I was like, no, nah, bro, it's all about the chase. It's like, wow. dude. So it, I'm not going to lie, my personality bangs in it, so people do actually like <laughs> That's me. That's what I'm saying. I know guys be falling in love. That's what I've been telling you. I've been telling you. I know it when I see it. I know it when I see it. <laughs> but then I have to shut it down. I'm like, yeah, so you're not listening. I'll take my shahada tomorrow. There you go. There you go. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So how's fatherhood going? Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, fatherhood is 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 good it's going well yeah um I, that's a good place to start it's it's growing like i'm figuring it out on as, the job. as we all are exactly as we all are exactly no one, i'm figuring you, it out you, on the job and i and i think also um when it comes to fatherhood i uh it's i'm not just learning how to parent my children i'm learning how to become the par- the person I need to be in order to parent my children. Yeah, I agree. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not trying to just like go through this, like this is how to do this with, to your child. I'm trying to become the person I need to be so that I can do those things from a very real place. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, I, I don't want to just, um, uh, for example, I don't want to just tell them try. Mm. I want to show Lead them exactly 100%. that I'm the kind of person that, you know, when you see your dad, mm. if he's achieved something, mm. he's tried and tried again. Yeah. So when I'm telling you to try, you're like, I'm. He's not only told me, he's not only given me this gem, mm. but I see him doing it, mm. and so I know that the parenting journey is is one of like a, um, a mutual development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's trial and error because some people do like say the whole, do as I say, not as I do. But I feel like it's the worst thing because your children. I think that's from a specific generation. Maybe. So maybe. for Jen, it's all like I feel like. The millennials and are of a aspect well, it's, the, it's the truth the millennials are of an aspect of i will help you to be able to achieve the goals that you had or goals that you want to achieve mm. the boomers were like no this is my authority you do as i say not as i do this yeah. is my way or the highway and that yeah. was how mostly my childhood was as growing up so i feel i'm really excited to see what the gen z's do and then past that I think because I think generations be... kind of in a weird way like fashion it recycles itself. Yeah, so there'll yeah, be yeah. generations that are slightly mash up, then the next generation comes and fixes it, then the other generation mashes it up again. Yeah. It's like ah goddamn, it's a well, hot mess. 
I mean, they say that like good times create weak people, weak people create bad times, bad times create strong people, strong people create good times, good times create weak people. It's a cycle, it just keeps going around. It's a bit like um, like generational wealth. Yeah. Yeah. Those who worked hard, those who witnessed the working hard, and then those who just see numbers and they just take it for granted. Yeah. And then it continues as it is. Yeah. Um, And I'm really fascinated by that as well because I think that's that's the side of um, of being a father and being a husband and being a man that I think is so key and undervalued is legacy planning. It's thinking generations beyond. It's working for things that you'll never see the benefits of. In your lifetime. In your lifetime. And that is like a concept I'm still trying to get my head around. Like it's easy to raise your child because you want to see them go to a good university and, and have a happy life. But can you, you know, not buy something now because you want to see three generations down be able to experience that, that well that's, do you, that's yeah. a level do you know how much i struggle with that even right to this day bro the, the, when you said the legacy thing do you yeah. know how much i struggle with that mm. even to today should i buy and it's going to be so stupid should i buy these pair of trainers bro. now that are x amount of money yeah. or should i put that money into funds so my child can at 19 have this yeah. to to get him on his way of life or start yeah. life with yeah. i struggle with that every day and you, and you know, uh, sorry, and no, you know what's key about that as well? Like uh, Hebs was referring to, mm. you can't just pass on the money. Yeah. You have to pass on systems, yeah, institution yeah. and yeah. wisdom to yeah. go with it. 100%. So that, like if you look at the Grovener family, they, uh, you know, the original Lord Grovener or whatever, just bought some swampy land. Yeah. It turns out to be Mayfair today, right? Mm. Now, set within their family structure is they cannot sell that land. They can't, they can't, they can't spend the money that they're making right mm. now in terms of ground rents mm. for for Mayfair Knights. No, I'm not sure they have Knightsbridge, but like a lot of the West End yeah, area, right? They can't spend that money enough. Yeah, and they they've got you know peerages and whatnot. Like a family is set for life. Mm. But how did you know? It only takes one generation of alcoholics to to squander everything. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. how did they manage to leave that? You know, so they put it in tangible goods. They had, um, you know, he had a belief in a system and an idea and, and you know, put it down in a systematic way that no mm. one can sell this property. Mm. Um, you know, the children are clearly reared in a way to understand that you are brought into wealth and there's a way you must conduct yourself. Mm. So I'm saying that, like, you know, when you're building your family up, it's not enough for you to say, I'm going to leave them some money. It's like, yeah. you really have to, like, look at these children and say, well, I have to prepare you for what life is going to show you. Found strong foundations that can be generationally yeah. passed on, as opposed to, oh my god, you gave me money for a deposit for a house. Exactly. And that's it. I, no, I Where's the it. integrity? But, that but goes it's a lot it. of Where's... hard work, and I think that's what people don't understand. Like parenting is extremely hard, and uh, it's so intricate. Mm. But people just think, okay, my child's fed, he's roofed, we're good, I'm and they coast. <clears throat> and I think that's such a that's a shame because they think they're doing a good job but they're missing out all the key points of their children's lives to embed that level of like passed on on knowledge. I want to touch on a few things because I'm again mindful of time. Um, the video that I watched of yours um, was about the surrogate husband. Um, and it kind of obviously hit a nerve with me mm. automatically because mm-hmm. um, I'm a single mother. Of course. And I don't know how I responded. I'm trying my best not to be defensive. I think I tried to articulate myself okay-ish. I don't know if you saw my comment. You liked mm. it, like, yeah, whatever. He <laughs> 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 didn't even reply, so yeah, cool, keep it separate. Um, what made you when did you so you, you mentioned that you've linked it to your mum, mm. right? 
So when did you realize that you were becoming, so are you the only child? No, 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 no. My mom has uh, four children altogether. I'm her only son and I'm her firstborn. Okay, there we go. So when did that you- That in itself, let's just be very clear. You are the first boy out of, you are almost going to have to be the second dad of the household. So automatically. So, so yes, but then also if he was the youngest child as well. So you mentioned also, and I'm going to say this wrong. I've been trying to say it for the longest. What's the word? Um, Infant infantilation. Infantilization. Has it? Infantilization. There we go. So there's there's if you're the youngest child, youngest son, only son, you could possibly fall into that gap as well. That 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 bracket. Mm-hmm. So it's just so. Firstly, what made you realize that? Oh snap! I'm the surrogate husband. Mm. And can you explain what that is for those who don't know? It's a beautiful concept. So um, one thing I began to observe is that, you know, in this world, people come up with their own ideas, people change things, people tweak things and so on. They don't always know the full implications of what they're doing when they make these changes. But then they see it and the same base desires, the same urges are there, the same needs are there, uh, but they have a different situation. And I think that's, in general, big picture, that's what's happened with women in over the course of modern history. Um, there have been so many sweeping changes, but no allowances made for natural desire and and needs and, and how that relates to reality. Mm. So for a lot of women who have been faced with um, easier divorces, have been faced with a disposable income, been faced with a feminist revolution, um, control over their own reproductive cycle, um, all these different changes that have happened. It's not necessarily been matched up with the right values and so on that's going to actually get the results that they want. So a lot of women are left in a situation where they can go, do you know what? Um, I, deep down, everything in my body is screaming, I want a child, right? Um, Mm. But these men are too much trouble. How can I get to what I want and not go through the required training for it, the required (laughs) steps and processes for it? Because first of all, before you have a child, you're supposed to learn how to work with a man, right? And then you learn to work together so that you can bring the child up together, um, build a family, show them what marriage looks like so that they can go on and replicate that. That is one of those institutions that you build in to maintain wealth over your generations um, to maintain harmony. You've spoken and, about wealth, haven't you? And build a, wild, a wider society. Dude, right? the biggest, the biggest, sorry, to, I'm just going to interject. The biggest yeah. thing that can really damage riches and wealth is divorce and yeah. separation. Of course. Yeah. Because, because society and capitalism want people to be single. Mm. Yeah. They encourage you to be together, but they really want you to be single. It makes more money. Yeah, there's more money in the chase of it. Um, as long as you've been spending money on dates, renting one-bedroom apartments, go. going out to restaurants and so on, it stimulates the economy. Yeah. Families start to do budgeting and whatnot, which is annoying. Guys, but anyway, we're digressing. <laughs> You're very your mom, right. Please. You're very right. So with my mum, well, with um, the approach to having children and building a family is a lot of women who have skipped the step of learning to work with a man mm. or have had children and never fully addressed the, pro- the problems with the man and then it's now spilled over and so on. So I don't think the desire to have that um, husband who's a provider and protector has gone away. Mm. But I think the, the belief has been that like, we'll make it work. I'll make it work with my child. So what 
I believe happens after that is because those same needs are there, you now need they're displaced. Mm. There's no husband to put it on. And so a man a, a young boy growing up gets a lot of the displaced emotions on him. Interesting. Um and, and I and I say this uh, quite a few times that like for a lot of single moms, their son is their ideal husband because they get to mold him, shape him. They get to tell him what they think a real man is. Mm. They've, they've never been a man, but mm. it's just based on what they would like. Mm. So they say a real man should help in the house because they want someone to help in the house. Uh, a real man is going to protect women but because they, they want to feel protected. That from, from what they've seen of their fathers doing, for no. example. No. Why no. not? No. Could they what? Sorry. As in, like you said, they they have this idea of what mm. a man is, mm. but could they have not been influenced by their parents' example of what yeah, a man see, should be, what they've been raised for a man to be? Describing it from the outside um, is very different from um, teaching someone from a place of experience. Yeah. It's very easy to say protect women, but it's <laughs> not very easy to <laughs> teach a boy to protect bro. women. Yeah. So uh, women have observed men. Um, and let's be honest, yeah. uh, put a lot of tweaks on it. So they'll look at their dad and say, I liked this about him and I However. didn't like this about them. So <laughs> yeah. a real man is everything I liked about my dad but and then everything I didn't like tweaked, mm. yeah, right? Yeah. So you, you, you're messing with the formula. You don't really know how it works, but you're like, I like the sound of this. This makes me feel good. So I'll put it on my son. Now, he could, he's never seen this before, but you're describing a concept to him that he has to somehow embody, right? Mm. There's a lot of negative emotion which can which can be displaced from the father onto the son. And there's a lot of undue positive attention that can be bla- uh, displaced from the father into the son. Mm. One of those key moments where I realized this was, you know, every single training I had for marriage taught me that when you get married, your wife comes first. And that's even before yeah. your mom, that's before anyone. So I was like, yeah. fine, I get that. There was a couple of situations before in the run up to the wedding where my mom said something that offended my wife. My wife t- told me and I had to go speak to my mom about it. Mm. My mom was okay she was just kind of a bit defensive but it wasn't too crazy mm. it was the first week of marriage mm. um my wife and i stayed behind at the wedding venue to do a little mini moon but the day we came back we were just like so still on our high we mm. just went to like go to um you know home goods stores to like start planning out our you start our in your life together we're starting our life together <laughs> Around that time, my mom had come from Nigeria and um, we had rented her a car. It was winter time. We wanted her to be able to get to the wedding venue and just kind of generally get around. So I had gone with her to go get the car. Mm. The day we came back was the day she had to go return the car. The rental place was somewhere near Gatwick or whatever. So she said, yeah, it's time to go return the car. Are you coming? I'm like, this is my first week of marriage. I'm like, no, I'm with my wife. <laughs> yeah. She's like, but you came with me to get the car. We need mm. to go return the car. Mm. I was not married then. I am married now. Oh, exactly. <laughs> uh, and this is a very key time in which I'm bonding with my wife. Yeah. My mom threw a fit. Yeah. She was very, very upset. She felt very, very abandoned. She felt very, very disrespected. And I was upset with her for doing that because I felt like she put unnecessary, undue stress on me to make that choice mm. but at the same time i was very assured that i was making the right choice because mm. i i've heard her talk to me about how she was upset that my dad didn't pick her mm. at times where she needed that support okay. so i was like how are you not she seeing reflecting yeah how are you not seeing that you are now the person i need to protect my wife from right <laughs> Word. so do, do, it's moments like that and that's a very key moment for me where i realized that you know my, my mom would jokingly but call me her husband on many mm. an occasion, you know, and 
Yeah, that's that's dangerous. It is very dangerous. dangerous. Very, very yeah. dangerous. And and I realized that it's not even just in the calling of somebody your husband, but it's in the the expectations you place on them. Um and the fact that you are um you are essentially putting you're putting way too much uh attention on on these children because Ideally, in a two-parent household, mm. the marriage should be the center of the marriage. Mm. Your children should know their place. They mm. should know that mommy and daddy come first to one another. Mm. Yeah. And then I come in. So I learn that, okay, I, one, I don't get too much attention to the point where I think I run this place. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. second of all, so that I know a healthy balance of how to treat my spouse when I get married one yeah, day. When you don't have that person to put your love and time and attention to, a lot of it goes on the kids. Mm. And so, you know, you can either go one way to the point where single mom's always out trying to find a new man, the kids feel neglected, or single mom makes her entire life about the kids. Wait, wait, the wait. Kids it like, can't be a balance, no? I'm saying this is where no, it often goes. I'm, no, I'm sure there's some single moms a, that manage to object, do it. But, um, but I'm saying, I'm saying I, that's I what, I've, what I've observed. Put, I, have, I have the question to put towards you. So a lot of cultured families mm. have a mum and dad, mm -hmm. but yet the mum will still be the hellish mother-in-law because there's no man, there's no woman that's good enough for her son. Mm. So she's already built, we're going to use your term, yeah. surrogate husband, but she's got a husband sitting next to her. Yeah. But she's she's been so protective over her firstborn yeah. or her youngest born. Um, and she's now placed him on a pedestal of, you know, he must do this for me and you can't take my time. I've seen this happen yeah. in, in married couples, in yeah. like a solid household. Yeah. So I get to an extent there's some emotional um, issues when it comes to separation, but I feel like that exists also within a marital home where mm -hmm. you've had that household set up where You're the right. man plays his his alpha role, the woman plays the nurturer role, but she'll maybe fixate on her son as a project because she... Yeah, that then the, the, that husband's, happens a lot. the husband's not doing his role. Uh, first thing he needs to do... Potentially, but that happens a lot. Yeah, and because a, a lot, lot of husbands of are not, are not um, deep in the situation. A lot of husbands do get it, and you and what you often find is husband and wife might fight over the son. For example, the dad might be like, he needs to get out and get a job. And she's like, no, that's my baby. He, uh, he he's working on some stuff like helping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens, right? And there's then there's obviously the ones where the dad's kind of passive and mum is just basically you know happy, turning her son into a project. But if it's working properly, uh, dad should be like, hold on a second, mum. I'm your husband. Let this boy go. He needs to grow. Mm. And yeah, if she yeah, truly yeah. has respect for him, she'll go, all right, fair play. I've been so a bit I too much. I agree with you, but but what I'm trying to say is we can't just um, umbrella, umbrella it over single mothers mm. because it happens in households that look on the outside healthy. But like yeah. you said, there's there's a mother who's more assertive, the father who's more passive. There's a lot of, there's a lot of African men who will stay quiet for a lot of the times yeah. and they'll only speak up when they're ready to speak up. They'll use their voice wisely, but sometimes they'll let certain things go, which could potentially be damaging. Mm. So well, whilst yeah, they I'm think they're using their voice in the correct, you know, I only need to be, if I have to step in, I'll step in, which is great intentions because yeah. your authority's there and it's firm and it's strong, yeah. but then you might let certain things and opportunities to rein certain things in sooner because it's deemed harmless. So, so I can't blame it sing solely on single mums. Yeah, the aim, the, the key word here isn't single mums. The only reason why I mention single mums <laughs> is because there's no control mechanism for reining it back in. Mm -hmm. At least where there is a husband, you know, where the mum of the son has a husband, at least there's always the chance that the husband will step up and say, all right, balance out the mum and say, look, you're being a bit too, you're doing a bit too much for him. He needs his own independence or something. Or at least if you were going to come in and speak to them, you could mm -hmm. be like, 
dad, I'm going to need you to balance out mum. You know what I'm saying? The, the structure's there. It's very hard to do that in a one-parent household. And and this is the same for even if it was a single father as well. If When you don't have both parents there to balance each other out, it's very hard to find middle ground. Mm. Think about how, think about in terms of, um, you know, trying to steady a steering wheel. Mm. One hand can do it, but two hands, you're no. safer, mm. right? It's it's easier to find the middle ground with two hands. Mm. Yeah. One hand, you're more likely to waver and, and, and move from side to side and go either side of of, of, of going straight ahead. Um, and that's that's all I'm I'm basically saying. When, when there's a single parent household, it's just it's just very hard to get bearings on what is straightforward because yeah. <laughs> only one person has complete say over it. So I think I think it's um I think you're right. I think there's room it's a very dangerous ground when you become a single parent because you're taking on an unknown area, especially when you've never experienced, I've never experienced single life. Mm. I've never seen it in my family. I've never seen it in my close-knit family, my extended family. We've always stayed together. Sometimes in unhealthy relationships where they say, well, culturally we can't separate because we need to look like a unit. Because yeah. what other people say, mm. then there was those who work through it and they succeed. So for me to enter an unknown area, I think I'm grateful that I'm very conscious of the potential damage I can cause my son by either being too dependent, being too to spoil him or to do certain things. Um, even how I feel about his father, making sure I don't deflect that on him. So it's a very conscious effort. And I feel like you're right. There are women who will deflect their emotions on their children. And sometimes to a point where they can't stand their son because mm. they look like their father. And mm. I find that absolutely mind blowing. Mm, yeah. So my son looks exactly like his father. I don't like his father. Mm. but I adore my son. Mm. Like I separate that. So when I raise my son, I don't raise him. So my comment to your video was, the way I was going to raise my son is exactly the same way I was going to raise him with his father present. Mm -hmm. So we always knew how we we're going to raise our children based on the foundations that we have at home. Mm. The difference is now, the support network has to be extended. So I have to make sure that he's got enough, like you said, male role models in his life. And it's not the only way to resolve it. Mm. But until he has a stepfather, and, I, and I've had men say to me, how would you like me to be in your son's life? Mm. Do you want to be his father? I'm like, he's got an accent. He's, but you know what? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a careful because they don't know how to deal with it. They've mm. never experienced taking on another person. Mm. So I appreciate that question. I find it a bit weird, but it's, I appreciate it because they want to make sure they're not treading on anyone's toes. Sure. So my answer will always be, he's got an active father okay. and he's thriving of him. Mm. Yeah. But I think a man can never have enough role models in their life, no, good yeah, sure. role models in their life. Very true. Because there'll be different parts and different. So so am I okay to, I'm, if I have children with you, I would love for you to talk to him the way you talk to our children. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah. So for me, like, it's a con you have to constantly train your brain. The same way you're training your brain to be a father and you've never experienced it before, mm -hmm. I think everyone has to train their brain to be that. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I agree with you to an extent, but I also believe, like something you said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you mentioned women don't have 100% proof live experience as a man to raise a man. Mm -hmm. But I believe also some men don't have that because they've not had great examples mm. and they've had negative experiences in life. Does that make sense? Yeah. So um, I feel whilst you made that statement, I feel like it's not a fair reflection because not a lot of men know how to raise men. No, yeah. And, 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 fair, and but I, I would also ask why are women having children for these men? You that's, know, I, like, that I, I, that's the next thing I'd ask because of course these men are out there and these men want to have sex, but I'd ask women, but you know, again, unless it's forced, you know, why are you procreating with this kind of person? But again, you're using an extreme example. So there might be a guy who 
who is a good man, good mm-hmm. intended, but he doesn't have the correct foundation because he wasn't given them growing up. So he doesn't know how to be that father. So it's not a case where she's laid down of any man, any waste man. Da, da, da. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be. No, I'm not, saying, I'm, not, I'm not saying even waste man. But, I'm but, just no, saying. but as in like, why are you having sex with this person or why are we with mm. him in the first place? He might have been an incredibly well articulate human being, da, 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 but mm-hmm. for some reason, something due to his lack of like something something lacked in his life yeah. where he is struggling to be a father yeah. so he might not have the same mindset you have the same mindset that ben has mm-hmm. but he has good intentions but as a result he doesn't know how to raise his son with the correct if he's got good intentions he's always got the opportunity to do better no but, one's asking but if to they're limited in mind perfect. and stubborn but it's, it's always going to be better than a woman trying to do it from the outside always if you have if you have the same male brain as the son you're trying to raise you're going to be able to reach him in a way that a woman's just not but your aspiration as a man might be here not you personally that person who's mm-hmm. got good intentions but a correct man or whatever raise whatever the real, the real roof or the real limit is a lot higher. So mm. they might think I'm doing perfectly well raising my son like this, yeah. but they're limiting their son in, in the aspiration, limiting the sons in their teaching, in whatever it is, mm. because that's all they've ever known. Whereas yeah. a woman could potentially, and, I, and trust me, I'm pro-marriage and I'm pro-raising, mm. I, I believe a, a, a man and a woman need to raise, you know, in order to raise a young kings and queens, it's a requirement. Mm-hmm. But I believe a woman can also proactively choose to understand and reach out to other men i.e father mm-hmm. brothers and whoever to help build that so like i said you need a village to raise a child so i don't yeah think I, I don't i don't think there's any iteration of this in which men and women are interchangeable i think women are needed to help boys become um who they need to become and fathers are needed and i don't think there's any kind of course you can take or any kind of no. extra help or somebody telling you something that's going to help you get there i think there's something intrinsic about when a when a man speaks to his son that is necessary correct there's, um there, and, and and cannot like i said at the beginning can't be synthesized um i think we we can have uh, a, another man step in but you see the, the key here and that's one of the biggest lessons i've had to learn about mm. fatherhood the key to being a good father is not necessarily in, in it's not in the same way that you'd grade um, being uh, good at accounting, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, we all sit down, we take the test, you scored 90, you scored 95, you're probably a better accountant. It's not in that same way. Mm-hmm. There's no score, no one ever comes and scores you. All you have is what you have and mm. an opportunity to mm. grow, mm. to learn, to develop, whatever it is. And what has been given to men and what has been given to women is fundamentally different. Yeah. So the starting point is different. Now, yep. both of them have an opportunity to learn and to grow. Yeah. And with a woman, she can learn and grow and she, you know, she can watch all the seminars and uh, lectures about boys' development and so on and so forth. But what right, she's starting right, right with is never going to be the same mm. as what a man has. Plus, he has that opportunity to grow as well. So I, I, I really don't see any iteration of that situation in which you can get the ideal situation for children growing up without bringing them, both their mother and their father, as the, 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 the best means for, which them to, for them to get everything they need to go on into life. No one said these children have to be perfect. No one said these children have to be, um, you know, rich or the smartest or whatever it yeah, is yeah. but to be the, the best 
person they can be and the most well adjusted as possible. No, and, and I, it's and a system that's worked and for And I'm playing millennia. devil's advocate because I agree in a sense that yeah. I my son my son is active in his well my, my his father's active in his life and I never stopped that. Mm. Because to me I feel like it's um it's pivotal for my son to have a male role model, mm. to have a father. Because like you said, when he speaks to him, he listens differently. Mm -hmm. So to me, I understand that. But I also understand there's a lot of pressure on women to be a wife, to be a mother. And I feel like the pressure is less on men to, to, to when it comes to marriage, I feel mm -hmm. like a man's main priority is to be a breadwinner yeah. and to discipline. But, where did, but my, my I would interject there. and say, where did that come from? That's culture. No, I think that, that that rule or that pressure came from women. You want us to be providers. No, I mean no, we can look at public, we, can, we can look can at faith. We can look at culture. It's 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 can always I been. Something? You're ahead. saying that men don't have the pressure to be husbands and fathers. No, 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 They're they do, but it's not the same pressure. I feel like women <coughs> are like. So they say, women, women or daughters are raised and boys are loved. So like in a sense like no no it's it's very that's, very that's true. with mums that's with mums that's with mums but then yeah. also with fathers sometimes you know their their role is to step in and discipline but my main thing is I'm out on site raise I'm I'm bringing the money and my role is to provide some yeah, men but then, but who my, live in a household don't know how to do anything besides provide that's the only love but, language they have but my question system. is where did that requirement I, come from and I, and I'm saying um, before we even get to where that requirement came from I'm saying everything you're describing is them being a husband and a dad. The, the pressures are different, but the pressure is still there. The pressure in, in terms of what is required of a man is not going to be the same as what's required of a woman in terms of uh, the detail of it. But it does, I don't think any one person can look at the others and say uh, what's required of women is, is harder or easier. It, all it is is that men are required to, no matter the circumstance, they have to deliver on a certain number of results, provide enough for their family, they have to also provide the discipline. They have to learn how to keep, they have to learn how to get the purchase of a woman and mm. children mm. for whatever is going on in their head. So they can be thinking as logically as possible and go to uh, a, a, an emotional woman and uh, an immature child and somehow build what yeah. he's, whatever legacy or whatever it is he has in it, whatever plan he has in his head. Learning how to do that, exactly. It, incredible executive leadership skills that are required to <laughs> actually run a proper yeah. home if you're doing it properly. Correct. And for a woman, yes, they, they, there's going to be a pressure for you to maybe learn how to keep your home or learn how to nurture children. But the truth is, when everybody does their role and works together, no. everything, it flows, it yeah. flows right? No, that's no that's the whole point. I think, I think I think also the perception of marriage and the values of marriage have changed with time as well. It's very Dramatically, rare to find because yeah. I've had I've heard men say, "Well, she needs to provide as well. She needs to do this as well. He needs to do this as well." So I feel like the lines are being blurred, and that's yeah. why I struggle also to find someone who's on my wave because I when I say oh, I want a guy who can provide, oh, so you, you're chasing money? No, if I wanted if I wanted a rich guy, there's hella of them. They're waiting for me. Yeah. It's about it's about how I want the ship to go. Yeah. I want someone to want to go in the same ship with me and we're not yeah. we're not trying to battle with each other. And you see this is this is what's key about being in, in teamwork. Um <clears throat> I've seen the best strikers on a football team come back and defend, right? Mm. Because you have the role of a striker does not mean you can't defend. Correct. But it does mean that if we're asking somebody where are the goals, we're gonna come to you. Mm. Correct. The goal, I've seen goalkeepers <laughs> that's, take that's, penalties. That's a great example. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very good yeah. right? And that's an example that men can relate to. <laughs> Thank you. So, <laughs> so when we're talking about whether women work or men do housework or whatever, 
if you're functioning as a team, mm. you're going to look at, well, what's our, what do we need to achieve here? What are our goals? Yeah. What are our shortcomings? How do we play? Yeah. And yes, there are going to be some situations. Not every man can provide the entire amount Correct. for what's required in this capitalist system, right? As soon as women have been introduced to the workforce, you've doubled the labor force. And so, of course, wages have stagnated cost, because yeah. the cost of living's gone up. Yep. But now you've got two households, you don't have to pay people as much, right? The corporations love it. They've got twice as many workers to pick from. So what are we faced with? Situation where a lot of men are going to have to say to their wives, you need to work as well. That's yeah. because they're trying to achieve a financial aim. But that's, but that's, that's right? fine. Yeah. I agree with that because your, your, your mindset and your way of thinking is still, I know my role, mm -hmm. but the way the climate we're living in, we need to both chip in and do this yes. in order for the long-term goal to be achieved. And that's yeah. fine. But what I mean is there's a difference between having that mindset of, if I have to, I'm going to need to step in and her being going, do you know what? I'm ready to roll up my sleeves as well. Mm -hmm. And then there's actually, why should I have to provide for her? Yes. Why should I have to cook for him? Yes. And it's that negative mindset and stigma attached to it. So again, it's back to people saying to me, you're a strong woman. Da -da 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 -da. It's like, yeah, but I don't see it as a threat because when you need me to step in yeah. and you need me to come and take a goal, even though I'm not in my position to shoot or whatever the technical word is, I ain't made for this. Um, <laughs> But you know, I'm going to be ready for it because, but you, I don't want to. But yeah. if I have to, I'm going to do it because mm. we're teamwork. You've touched one of the key determinators for successful marriage, and that's clearly going to be your ability to work with one another. Mm. And the problem with a lot of the discussions around women's careers or how much men do in the house is yeah. that they're all very selfishly based. Yeah, you know, careers have been sold to women as a as a means with which they can self actualize. They can get more money for themselves because a lot of them will go out, climb the career and be like, well, this is about me. Mm. So when they go into a household, they, what they're first of all trying to protect is this is about me. And so I want you to have what I have or more so that I don't have to really contribute. Or they're thinking, I don't want too many responsibilities going to take me away from my career development. But I think people have, I think corporations have done a very good job of convincing us that what they have to offer us is, um, is actually worth is actually a, a worthy end goal mm. as opposed to a means to an end. If we looked at our careers as a way of serving our families, then we'd make different decisions. We wouldn't, we wouldn't necessarily Correct. push in the same way. We would actually go, do you know what? What serves my family best? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, when you get a family of people who are all thinking family-wise, like how do we serve the family best? You're on it. You're winning. You get a whole different approach to all of this. Now, if your wife goes out and works, involved. you're like, okay, I see how you're doing that, babe. I want your growth. I want to see your... But if you because feel... Because you know she's coming back to be able to provide for the family. The, the team is working. Mm. Yeah. The team is working. And then if she's like, oh, I need you to do some housework, you're not thinking, that's not my role. You're thinking, all right, that's how the team's going to be all right. You need me to track it's back and do some defensive yeah. work. Yeah. All right, no problem. I'm right back there. But we're never really getting there because everybody is first of all coming to the table going, my about needs. me. Yeah. This is about me first. And if you don't suit me, then I'm out. I think that's another thing for me. My One of my red flags is when it's a constant me, me, I'm not involved because I'm a very us person. And it, earlier when we spoke about like in behind the scenes, we talk about like career wise and mm. stuff. I said, my son's my drive. And when I was married, every job opportunity, even though he can provide, if there's a way that ease up his stress mm. and he's willing for me to do so, mm. that's my drive because it's not for me to have my bank balance building and stacking, but to ease our future. Yeah. And I think also you said, some uh, when you spoke about women, I think it is some women. It's not all women because some women are thriving and that they they'll be they'll be yearning for a similar setup to what their parents had in an idealistic way. But at the same time, the dream that was sell, sold to women in regards to empowerment will strongly be felt in years to come when they realise and they stop and go, hold up, 
wait, where's my family? Where's yeah, my yeah. children? The same way, the already, same, exactly, yeah. the same way a man, to an extent, some of them are like, oh no, I'm enjoying this bachelor life. I'm going to build by myself. I'm going to do everything by myself. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to find a woman. It's, yeah. And then it's like, at one point, you've achieved everything by yourself. You've done yeah. everything by yourself. You've accomplished everything. Yeah. But you've got nothing else to show. There are besides. a few things. So yeah. women are leveling up to men. Mm. And I find it very sad. But to an extent, it goes back to, to and you might go, oh no, no, and I've got two men here. Mm. But it also goes back to men and why women in the first place why there are single mothers and why there are, I feel like also some men need to take responsibility and change the narrative so that women actually feel comfortable yeah. enough to be vulnerable mm. and comfortable enough to go, do you know what? I'll leave this in your hand and I know you, I'm not going to be left with mm. no money, no roof, and I have a child to raise by myself. So I think there has to be something also when it comes to raising these men, mm. even in, in, a, in a mother and, and, and father unit mm. where something's going wrong in the society where there's more and more women feeling that they have to constantly secure themselves and yeah. I can't let go I have to keep building and I can't let go and you've built like a man yeah and, and but I, I I don't think um <coughs> I think even if you train up um the world's best manliest masculine man <laughs> who's ready to take <laughs> all the responsibility and everything um uh, right now this is so culturally embedded this is systematic at this point yeah um women have been given a whole vision at this point that's gone down generations it's in movies now it's in tv shows so it's in corporations it's everywhere so it's not an idea that you can just switch off it it, it takes both people being very intentional about living yeah. this kind of lifestyle saying i want to work with you and i'm not going to let corporate pursue or let um, financial or economic reasons be my entire decision-making situation. I really value family. And I recognize that, you know, I can go away and do three, four years studying for a career, but how much time and effort have I really put into trying to build my family up or trying to be the best wife or mother I can be? Right. Have I taken the same level of focus on it? No. Have I taken the same level of planning to being a husband as I have to, you know, Climbing all my all my careers. pursuits yeah, and yeah, things yeah. that I want to do probably not and I think when both people start to be uh, you know very in, conscious of that mm. then we'll start to see it but men can't take responsibility for what women have done women can't take responsibility for what men have done all it has to be all it has to be is, <laughs> is un, until women can take accountability for themselves and men take, and accountability. Men take accountability for themselves Correct. we're never going to get anywhere because the thing is we like to share the wins we no, no, sorry. We like to show the share the L's and keep the wins mm. until we switch out of that mindset. We keep our L's and we share our wins. Yeah. Then we're never gonna get anywhere. It's true. We're gonna, I'm gonna, it's always gonna be a case of I. I'm not doing very well and I blame you. It's your fault. Yeah. But then when I'm doing well, I won't attribute it to you. I'll say I did well. I say despite the circumstances, I rose up. I did well. And that's <laughs> even that's though you're in, uh, in, in together. They, they find a and way to it. disconnect it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it. You know, women can simultaneously say men are oppressing some them. Women, and, no, some women. Some um, women, my friends. Look, this is implied in what I'm about to say if you let me finish the sentence. Uh, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> eat your grapes, eat your grapes, eat your grapes. Women can simultaneously <laughs> say men are oppressing me and simultaneously say we run the world. Those two that, things yes. don't have to be intellectually consistent for them because when they are winning, they genuinely feel like they're running the world. 100%. And when they are losing, they genuinely feel like it must be a man's fault. The patriarchy stopped me. So either way, until we get to a point, I mean, and this is just simple functional logic, we can't get to a point where you can work with someone until you're ready to share your wins and keep your losses. Because this it, applies uh, both ways, and I mean, exactly, yeah, so, but that's but exactly feel, what Anna said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I get it. No, I get it. You're so <laughs> this guy no, do you know why? Do you know why? Right no, because <laughs> you know what? I've just kept quiet. 
because everything that you've said yeah, no, you've for weeks and out. weeks and mm. weeks, I've been saying the same thing. Yeah. So for now, people can see. Yeah. It's not just the, me that thinks like this. No, but there's nothing yeah. that he said that's too left from what we believe in. No. But what I'm saying is, mm. we to an extent, women have to be held accountable, but yeah. also men have to be held accountable for things to, to why certain kids are fatherless. I will, Do you know I what I mean? I and the this. trauma that comes with it. And you can't I, I, think, I think if we're really honest... I was, hold on, wait, before you... I, I, I would say this. With the progression that have has happened over the decades, who has made more progression, men or women? Women. Who has to... Who have had to adjust more to that progression? Men. So with that, you can clearly say that it isn't... I don't, I, this isn't a men versus women. It isn't the men that need to adjust. It's the it's women that need to adjust to their new status and their new. I'm not platform. referring to careers. I'm not referring. That, to it's not even just money. I'm referring to, to men it's being not, present in their children's lives. But that has to go with it. But, but that has to go with it. The circumstances unfold. Because just like Ola has explained, you've reached new a level now. Huh? You're his new spokesman. I love it. <laughs> you've women have reached a level yeah. now where they expect men to have, or they've always expected men to have ev what they have or better. And men have had to adjust to that. That's why you have some men saying, well, I can't get to that. So I think because so, so it's a mixture of women who are hungry and they want to be independent and they want whatever. And it's also women who've had to be forced into it and they just have to adapt 100%. and be. Because they, they, mm -hmm. until you find that person who who would be... So when you've, when, in my case, when you've left the marriage, which you don't believe in divorce in the first place, but yeah. here we are, you're not going to jump into a marriage for the sake of a marriage, for mm -hmm. the sake of not having you know a broken home or whatever. So there's people like myself who will continuously... I have to now adjust. Mm. I'm not going to be a damsel in distress and cry about it. Mm. And my son now, I have to deflect my energy on my son. He's now so upset because I'm upset. He lacks confidence because I lack confidence. Like I need to be solid mm. for him to be solid, but also be a nurturer at the same time. So there are some women who have to step up because they have to. Yeah. And there are women who want to step up because they can and because they want to be better than men. That's cool. And I understand that exists, but we can't allow you guys to get that confused and think okay all women want to do this because some women don't yeah. want to no, yeah, I actually right, don't want right. to I want you're you right. to take that weight and I want yeah. you to be the man I need to be and I'll be the woman that you need me mm. to be but there's, that, but there's also a very key distinction that needs to be made here uh, uh, there's a difference between what we say we want and what we do in practice okay. and and if this really if what we want really informed our decisions we'd get different results and so what you can have in a lot of situations is women saying yeah of course i want to have a two-parent house i want to i want to work mm. with a man blah 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 but when it comes down to the nitty-gritty of can you control your mouth or can you hold back on something you want to say Oi. in order for the peace or no, whatever it is it. no, then, no it. but then yeah. you make a decision that is counter to what you say you're trying to achieve I get what you mean. so in so whilst you might say on at face value i want to have a family your everyday decisions are showing i actually want my own self-actualization at the expense of my family. And so in fact, I don't actually want my family that much. So what we need to do is now start translating what we want down to our day-to-day -day decisions. What are the skills I need to learn in order to build a strong marriage before I bring children into the And that applies to men as well. You spoke about exactly. it earlier, how like, yeah. you know, traveling is no longer exciting to you guys because you're trying to adjust to the whole being present and being there for your family. So it's all good to people going, I want to be I want to be a father, I want to be a husband, mm -hmm. but then you're out doing the most yeah. or you're out cheating on the background. Mm. So it's just like some people are saying they want something, but their yeah. behavior is showing otherwise. Yeah. Um, I'm very mindful of the time. How long have you been running for? Uh, we've got uh, nine minutes left. All right, cool. Um, there's more stuff I want to talk about. 
but I feel like we don't have time, which is really annoying. But I appreciate your 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 you come for a part two, your Wednesday you? service. Come to a part two, yeah. This time, like third yeah. time. You better pick him up, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you better. Just, he just drives. Coming to me. He drives. <laughs> no, um, so guys, do you, do you want to come back to South London so you can film <laughs> the rest of us? We are in South, but further south. Deepest darkest. Well, you need you need like visas. <laughs> do you have trams where you? <laughs> One day there's yeah, a you look, trams. Trams are a wild concept to me. One minute you're on a high street, next minute you're going for a field. It makes no sense, man. Trams are just doing their own thing. Like, it works in like Europe when you go to like oh, Amsterdam. You're like, oh, this is pretty. In Croydon. What's happening? Why are the gypsies like with the horses? The next minute you're outside the HMV. I'm baffled. Yeah, to be honest, Croydon's Croydon's um, not a real place. Croydon's <laughs> a figment of our imagination. We, we're, we, all, we're all dreaming about Croydon at the same time. We we appreciate you leaving, you know, your home, the comfort of your borough or your city, however you want to call it. Um, this is it, man. It means a lot to us. My council's bankrupt. What more could I do? That's man? so true. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. I can't believe Westfield's not opening as a result of that. <laughs> wow. Westfield was going to open. It was still going to be put on hold. But the minute it became bankrupt, all the investors are like, why are we doing this for? Yeah. But I was going to invest in uh, buy a property. Oh. But the oh, thing we is, did. But that's, the thing, that's, that's what the... I did. I bought a house there <laughs> on the basis that Westfield's going to open one day. Oh. But we're okay because value's still going up. But it's the people who've built Loads of apartments and loads of new complexes and loads of new whatever, anticipating Westfield. Can you sue the? Screwed. Can you sue the? Are you sue them? The council. They're broke. They're, they're, broke. Bankrupt. they're, they're literally them. bankrupt. Well, like, we still got Box Park though. So yeah, there was always Box Park and Westfield. Box Park and Westfield. But I'm and not going to lie. Came, but not Westfield. Westfield would have made money though. It would have still what? helped. It would have helped in the long term. A lot. But they're just seeing it as the bar is kind of doing poor right now. So we got Morley's. Several. Morley's. Hey. <laughs> Morley's. <laughs> All right. So Mor any final thoughts that you'd like to add to what we've spoken about? There's so much we, I wanted to talk about, that but was, we've yeah, gone to levels. So I appreciate it anyway. I mean, if we've got like an extra five or ten minutes, we can we can do that. I mean, I know I said I wanted to leave at nine, but... Uh, I mean, they got to leave at nine, innit? Oh, okay then. Well, then yeah, let's really wrap this up. <laughs> uh, I guess my final thoughts are, um, I, I just hope that, Everyone, I, I'd like to put my intention out there cool. so that people can hear me via my intention, which is that everything I've said today is said out of love. It's not said to simply rebuke or condemn people, but it's simply so that we can consider how to do better to get the aims that we say we want. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I know so many people who want to have happy marriages and want to have good families and they want to build something that lasts and all these different things, um, but are just so lost in the process. All my ideas and thoughts that I've shared here today are towards that aim. Um, and if and and you know one of the most beautiful things about my faith is the fact that um, the the concept of redemption is built in to my faith, which is that you can go the wrong way, mm -hmm. but there's always hope that you can come back. Correct. And um, the f the first step to that is realizing you went wrong, which is going to be tough for a lot of people. But it's the first step. It's saying, mm -hmm. "Look, I was sold a lie, or you know, I've I've done some things in a terrible way before, or I I'm not always the wisest, or I need to learn, or I need to grow, whatever it is that takes that." And then to start making your way back, you need that final that 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 north star that you were mentioning mm -hmm. before yeah. that you're heading back towards, so that you do have the skills to be a husband, be a wife, be a father, be a mother. Um, you do have somebody to empower you in that. For me, um, there's no power like the power that God provides. Um, but I, I really just want to make sure that nobody leaves 
listening to me thinking, all right, so there's no hope for me then, or you know, oh, what this guy is always so judgmental. Is this, that's not the point? Please yeah. don't don't no. misconstrue my points. Mm. It's all out of love and all out of a desire to see us all do better. No, I mean, sorry, the five minutes. And I'm not now. perfect. I, he, I'm he, you've just taken out the five minutes. He's articulated the world. Although that that was very beautiful. Wonderful with words. Ben, is anything you'd like to say? I don't even know where to. How do you? How do you follow up? That's like whatever he said. Yeah, that's like going <laughs> after the Mariah Carey or Beyonce. I can't go after that. So maybe even Jay Z, you know. Jay Z or someone like this. Yeah, man. Jeez, on, man. Say what you want to say, bro. Say it how you feel. Kids let's don't all, do drugs. No, let's all do better. Let's all do better uh, if we can. Let's stay together. If we can't, let's learn work how. Together. Yeah, let's work, how, learn how we can work together. That's that's I think the main thing. Um. I'm very grateful that you came, genuinely. Um, I'm sorry we messed up. Thank you for having me. No, no, no. We don't need to keep going back to <laughs> the fact that you guys you messed up and had me waiting five, here by you myself. You've got five, five more this minutes of this. Hour. This was amazing. I really you got five really more minutes it. of me apologising, yeah. then we're done. Halas. <laughs> but um, I think you touched on a very... You've highlighted so many points that I think we kind of all share common grounds of. There'll be certain things that maybe you see different than others would see, and it's only because of life mm -hmm. and what how you've chosen to stop step outside the box and analyze whereas not a lot of people are self-reflective and not a lot of people want to evolve so i really hope we have inspired someone to think outside the box a mm. little bit I've and change the narrative hands, <laughs> no but but that's the thing we, we waste a lot of time coasting mm. and being stuck in our ways and blaming then we are to stop and go wait hold up what can i do differently well let me try some trial and error we're not we're not given the manual to to just be robots. Mm. So I, I appreciate how you think and how you, you've chosen to take on life despite the circumstances, good and bad. Um, but I think something that you mentioned, which is important is intentions. And I think, the, you know, the first thing we can do is start with good intentions. And then from there we can learn. If we start with nothing and we're coasting or, you know, even like intentionally getting to know someone, intentionally wanting to have children, all these things come from a place of, of good energy. And I think that's a good starting point. Um, but there's nothing more I can add to what you said. Yeah, really and I'm gonna let you have that, you know. <coughs> it's, all it's, it's, it's all part of the um, feeling guilty for standing you up. But um, yeah, guys, on that note, you have been listening to Grown Up British. You can catch me on I Am Hebs. You got Grown Up British on Instagram, which is grownupbritish.h. Yeah. Subscribe <laughs> on YouTube, Mama Hebs. Um, Ben? It's uh, Ben of LDN. Uncle's favourite uncle. What? Uncle's favourite uncle. What is that? From Reading. <laughs> um, <laughs> and finally, <laughs> our special guest. Please, sir, where can they find you? At Ola the Comedian. O-L-A-T-H-D. Don't ask me if it's E-A. T-H-D. <laughs> spell things correctly. Ola the Comedian. Oh, duh. <laughs> Sorry, I was you know, So many people are like, is it, is it there as in... As in the, as in the <laughs> One articulates like, himself hey. beautifully. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, but guys, thank you so much for everything. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate yeah. you. Ben, it's all your fault. Guys, <laughs> take care. <laughs>